This is the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, Episode 15. Welcome to the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, a place for practical ideas and powerful spiritual inspiration for women like you who want to overcome their obstacles, discover their true potential, and find lasting joy and significance through a relationship with Christ. I'm your host, Alicia Michelle, and I'm so excited to encourage you on how you can live the full, vibrant life that God has planned for you, the life that you were meant to live. So find a cozy spot, and let's get started on today's episode. Hey there, welcome to today's episode of the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. I'm your host, author, and Christian life coach, Alicia Michelle, and As every episode, today my goal is to give you the practical tools and the powerful mindsets you need to create a life that you love. Today is part three in our series on life coaching, and if you missed our first two episodes in this series, episode 13 and 14, you'll want to check them out because in these episodes we give a broad overview of what coaching is, and we also share six signs that you are needing a life coach or you need to be working with a coach or that a coach might be helpful. And so today we're digging deeper and we're identifying what it really looks like to work with a coach. So what do we work on in our coaching sessions? How do we structure them? What does the coaching journey look like and um, how is that walked out? Well, first, of course, every person's experience is going to be different because every coach is different and every person is different. But I want to give you a rough um, four-part formula that I use with clients to walk them through the process of getting to where they are now, to where they want to be. And it's kind of a general guideline, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in this order, as I'll talk about in a minute, but it's a kind of a, of, a, of a typical order that it would go if we were working together. And it's kind of, a, of, again, a broad outline. It's a macro view of what we would be doing together. So it starts with these four parts, answering these four questions. Number one, where are you now? Number two, where do you want to go? Number three, how will you get there? And number four, overcoming obstacles or what gets in the way. So today we're going to break down those parts and we're going to see how these work together to help clients accomplish their goals, help them find freedom from their frustrations and to create that happier, more vibrant life that they really want. And I wanted to mention that if you're ready to move forward and see if coaching is a good fit for you, then go to the vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching page and fill out an application. So I read each of these applications and the purpose of them is to help me really understand what's going on in your heart and what you're struggling with and to to help you determine if coaching is really the next best step for you. So um, I would love to hear from you and to see if that's something that you're interested in. So go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching to get started and to fill out an application. Well, before I get into these specific four questions and the overall roadmap that I like to use for coaching, I want you to picture these four questions as wheels or as spokes on a wheel, kind of like um, another way to say it maybe would be like a big pie. And if a pie is divided into four parts, each of those questions have a piece of that pie. And technically, we can start anywhere we want in the pie and move around, or we can jump back and forth as needed. But we, like I said, I'm going to present them in a typical order that I go through with clients. So in the middle of this pie that we're talking about, there is a circle. And this circle touches every corner of the pie, every every piece, because it's right in the middle. 
And this is Jesus. This is the spiritual part of the coaching process. And so this is what separates maybe a Christian life coach from a regular life coach in that a Christian life coach believes that God is integral to the process of helping someone move from where they are to where they want to be because the Holy Spirit is the one who guides our lives. He's the source of all wisdom. He's the source of all strength. And as a Christian life coach, I believe that God has a plan for every person. And so it is fruitless for us to just try to come up with plans on our own. What we need to do is to tap into the Spirit and to tap into what He has planned for you so that when we make these these visions and we cast these plans, we can know that what we're doing is led by the Spirit and we can have Him guiding everything that we're doing. So specifically, that means all of our questions and directions come from God's leading, um, meaning that I like to pray if if a client feels comfortable with that. I, I like to pray before every session to get out to get our session started. Um, I also pray for my clients in between sessions to help God um, give me the guidance and the wisdom as I'm asking the right questions and helping clients draw that picture for where they want to be. And all the directions that we come up with, all the plans that we make are in line with God's word, and they are designed to bring Him glory. Again, this isn't just about us doing what feels good or what we really want. It's helping us live to our fullest potential, which when we live to our fullest potential means that we are living out the fullest expression of Christ in us. As it says in John 10.10, God has come to, Jesus said, I have come to give you life and give you life to the fullest. And I also love Colossians 1.17 that says that he existed, he being Christ, he existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. So if everything is in Christ, everything is made for Christ and everything is held together by Christ, we definitely want to invite Christ into this coaching relationship and this coaching journey. So that's how Christ and, and the Christian part of life coaching comes into the overall picture of our journey. And so this means that we let God do the leading, that um, I also always ask my clients if, if they're comfortable with this, of course, because, you know, some clients aren't Christian and that's fine. So the Holy Spirit is at the heart and the very center of coaching and of all that we do together. So let's go back to that four-part roadmap that I just told you about that radiates out from that center pie piece of Jesus, okay? So step one, where are you now? This is um, called often called the awareness piece. So this is the part of the journey where we become more aware of the present, where we are now, right? And more aware also of the person who you really are inside. So what that means where you are now is what are the big issues that have brought you to coaching? What are those pain points that you're dealing with? What are your frustrations? What's keeping you up at night? Why, why did you come to coaching? What are the obstacles? And the who are you really inside is, well, let's look at your strengths. Let's look at your passions, your skills, your superpowers. You know, what are the, what are the things that God has uniquely gifted you with and that you feel called to accomplish in this world? And we're not looking at the past for causes of those behaviors, but we're looking at the future. So what do we, based on these things that we have seen in our life, what can we do with them? We're, we're always forward thinking in coaching and not looking backwards. And sometimes um, I actually ask clients to bring in assessments. Let me say that again. 
So often I ask clients to bring in assessments that they may have taken. Sometimes people take personality tests or they take spiritual gifts inventories or um, things like the Enneagram, things like that, that they may have had some insight on themselves. Maybe it's even um, a review at work where somebody had, had noticed, hey, I noticed that you're really good at organizing or you're really good at, at leadership or you have these skills. Um, just anything that you can bring or a client can bring to this part is helpful because it helps us understand more about who this person is, right? And it helps us understand their passion. And what they're passionate about is what's going to drive every single step that we take. And I also have some assessments too that we can go through if we need that in the in this part of the journey. And so speaking of assessments, there's actually a free assessment that I want to give you right now. It's a life balance quiz, and it will help you figure out if your life is in balance by focusing on the four parts of self. So it asks specific questions related to um, your mind or your intellect, part of yourself, your, your soul or spirit, your strength, your body, or your heart, your emotions that you're dealing with. And so based on that scale, you can plot them out on this circle and determine, well, are things kind of in balance or what are the areas where you're, where, where there's really a lot of room for growth or areas where you feel strong? Um, and this is a really great way to just take a snapshot of where you're at now. So you can get that for free. All you have to do is go to the show notes for this episode, which is vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash episode dash 15. So again, be sure to download that free resource, Life Balance Quiz, there at the show notes on the blog. All right, well, let's move on to step two. So the second step after we talk about where we are now and we figure out that assessment, we talk about, well, where do you want to go? And this is the part where we cast vision. And we think about what do you really want to accomplish? Where do you, what is your overall purpose for this, this issue or, or for your life in general? And how can this all work together to get you where you really want to go? So we think about how it affects other things in your life. And we make sure always going back to that first step that what we, what your vision is, is that it, it, it lines up with your passions, with your talents, with those things that God has wired you with. And again, I believe every single person has been given specific talents and passions. Now, not everybody has the same ones and not everybody has them in equal amounts, but God has given all of us those talents and passions and skills. And all we're asked to do is to take those those talents, like he says, literally, the, the talents in, in the parable of the talents, Jesus speaks about this, to take those talents and to multiply them based on what we have. You know, he gives a hundred talents to one worker and maybe he gives 20 to another. Well, the one who gets a hundred needs to work and double that, right? Versus the one that gets 20 needs to work and double that. It doesn't matter that the, the, the one that gets 20 may only get to 40 and the one that gets a hundred may get to 200 or 2,000. God gives us the talents that we have, and He wants us to multiply it. So that is all included as part of our vision. And I wanted to say here, too, that my job as a coach is to ask great questions and to help you or any client pull out the answers that are inside of you. My goal is not to give you the answers. I'm not here to offer um, a step-by-step plan or, or to tell you what to do. I firmly believe that God through the Holy Spirit and just through your own nature has given you the answers of what to do. And that when we can tap into that and really get to the root of it, 
that you are the best person to know what your next best step is, that you are the person that's best for casting your vision. And I would be here as a coach to say, okay, well, let's, you know, to, to kind of to kind of help you assemble that and put it together based on the other things we know. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you know you best. And we're going to trust that the Holy Spirit will reveal what that is um, through you. So my job is to reflect back on what I hear you saying, to imagine possibilities with you, sometimes brainstorming ideas, and to help you create a future that's a vision based on your passions and the things that excite you and motivate you. All right, so once we've got the step one, the awareness and the vision, then we go to step three. How do you want to get there? We talk about strategy. We talk about action. And this is two specifically different parts of how do we want to get there. And this is the part where a lot of people think coaching starts, but this is actually, again, step three typically in a process because we have to know all of these other components of who we are and, and, and where we are now and getting a vision before we step out and start creating plans. One of my favorite quotes from Abraham Lincoln is, he says, if I have six hours to chop down a tree, I spend the first five hours sharpening my axe. And what I love about that is that it really speaks to this point of, we need to know what we're doing and we need to know where we're going. And so many times, just in the name of, of, um, trying to, to get things done or because we're in such a, a, a production based kind of society, we say, well, I'm just going to go and make a step and I'm going to move forward. I'm just going to do it. Um, okay. There's definitely value in that, but there's also great value and wisdom in knowing what we really want to do and knowing will this really line up with what we ultimately want to go for? I would much rather lead a client in a slower, um, more focused time of discovery that leads to this, this, this vision and strategy part than to just start throwing things against the wall and, and kind of end up in all these different directions because all that's going to lead to is frustration down the road. So this part, this strategy and action again is, is, helping us to create specific, actionable, reasonable goals that stimulate that forward process of where we want to be. And again, it's based on on who we are, based on what we want. So that strategy is the first part, right? And then the second part of that is the actual action. Now, the action part is often harder than the strategy, isn't it? Because this is, it's, it's really easy to design things within a bubble and to say, well, I want to do this and this and this and this. But then it's like, oh no, oh my gosh, now I actually have to do it, right? The strategy part is kind of the romantic part, like the making plans, the dreaming, the creating, but it's the action part where we have to take those first steps, the sometimes really scary, painful steps. And really, this is where people get stuck so often, um, especially if they're trying to to do this kind of forward motion on their own, because they will create a long-term strategy that seems to make sense, lines up with their values, lines up with with, uh, where they are, where they want to go, but they get stuck on the forward motion part because they maybe aren't sure how to make it happen, like how to actually break it down. It's not just a, well, I'm going to go, you know, write a book. Okay, well, let's break that down. That's a huge project. That's a huge task. So they, maybe they aren't sure how to start or where to start or their motivation fails. Sometimes I've found that we can make plans and there's, there's like satisfaction in making plans, but we, we almost feel like we've accomplished the plans. In fact, I, I heard a study the other day. It was so fascinating that in brain science, when we 
we, we come up with a goal and we announce it to others, it's in our brain, it's almost as if it is registered as if it has happened already. And so it's like our brain is already saying, oh, yeah, 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 I did that. Oh, yeah, I'm over that. I'm ready to move on to the next thing. And that is really dangerous, especially in this world where we are just like, you know, got like two-second attention spans and we're ready to just move on to the next thing. And when we're talking about important life goals and important places where we want to go, changes that we want to make based on frustrations we're having, we have to be focused. We have to have motivation and we have to have somebody helping us do that. I mean... That's just that's just a super important part of it. So another thing, of course, is is that fear and the inner critic comes in, right? And and so so often we just lose our courage taking those first few steps. So once we've agreed to the plan, we begin deciding what we're going to do next first. We're going to decide on that this action part, this baby step we're going to start with. And this is a client deciding. This is you deciding, not me. This is I'm here to help a client figure out where what that might be. And where a great place to start might be, but ultimately my job is to let the client make the decision because that motivation is going to come and the, the, the desire to move forward is going to be much stronger when it comes from at that person saying, yeah, no, I want to start here. So my job is to help you establish that plan and then to keep you accountable as you walk it out. And this is where I get to move into that really fun cheerleader and encouraging mode as I help you take those first steps forward and begin to, to, to chop away at that, that giant or that goal that we want to get to. And it's exciting to begin that process. But this leads us to step four. Um, often, of course, when we start out on a journey, we're super motivated, we're super excited and things are just, you know, clicking and we're like, I can do this. But very quickly, and it's not, it's not an if, it's a when, there is, there will be obstacles that come up. There will be doubts. There will be fears. Um, a book I read recently that was talking about, um, giving dreams and, and understanding moving towards our dreams talks about these as giants. So there are giants that appear on our journey, things that just feel like, whoa, I did not plan for that. I have no idea how to get past that. And, these are those things that can really slow down our progress or even bring our progress to a screeching halt. They can drain our energy. They can cause our focus to shift or, or so often they're just these internal mindsets that plague us and just derail us from where we need to go. Um, I shared in, a, in an earlier episode about the inner critic and so often what we find when we step out into these new areas is that inner critic just jumps right in because the inner critic is a risk aversion or a risk management person. So it's like trying to say, uh oh, you're, you're going to, you're going to step out. Like you might get hurt. You might not do it right. You might fail. Oh my gosh. Like don't do that. Are you kidding? You failed last time. What's the matter with you? You know, all these things come up when we start to say, all right, I'm moving forward towards this journey. And so um, I love this analogy. Um, there is a Christian life coach known as the father of Christian life coaching um, named Chris McCluskey. And he says this, um, obstacles are going to arise. They're inevitable and they must be dealt with in a forthright manner so that they don't come back to haunt you later. Using the analogy of a sailboat on a chartered course, the captain has a vision of where he wants to go and an ideal path to get there. But he also has reality, which dictates that while he is following that path, he may have to alter his course several times to compensate for the obstacles that arise. Many coaches are fond of the phrase, I can't change the wind, but I can adjust 
the sales. So that is what this part is about. It's not, it's realizing where our limits are, what we can shift and change to get you where you need to be and moving forward, moving forward, being there with you in those sticky places, in the messy middle and getting you past that point. So my part, my job here is to help you see blind spots, to help you see those self-sabotaging behaviors, those fears and anxieties. And this to me, honestly, is the heart of coaching. And this is where I truly personally have seen coaching be the most effective in my life because this, I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty good at knowing myself. I'm pretty good at, at knowing my goals of hearing the Lord speak to me. Those are just discernment as a gift that I have. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an intuitive person in terms of knowing what I want. And so I have, of course, when working with coaches, been able to set up goals, but those haven't been the parts that have been super tricky for me. This is the part where I get stuck on this obstacle part. And I think a lot of people do. Because we don't know what we don't know, truly. And if again, if you look at the statistics of how when people set goals, there's a reason why 80% of resolutions fail every year. It's because we set goals in isolation. We set goals without even believing, just based on motivation, right? We don't even believe that there might be these obstacles. And when they do come, we have no idea and nobody there to help us through it. So I had a coach point out something to me the other day that I had just had never seen. And she showed me how this mindset that I was having I was was really just a false one. And it was keeping me f- from moving forward on this project that I was working on. And I had thought that it would be really simple to do this. But then the second I stepped down and started doing it, it was like, again, all those those fears and inner critic came up. And she helped me really see what the truth was and not just, oh, you know, sometimes you think, oh, well, people are just going to tell me what the truth is. Like, oh, well, God loves you and you can get through it. No, it's more than that. Like, of course, that's true. But I, I, we, you and I both know that when we're in those situations, we need real answers. We need somebody who cannot just um, say a nice Christian platitude. We need somebody who can help us reframe the truth based on what we know around the situation and ourselves. And coaches are perfect for that. So um, there's actually a small little five by five card in my kitchen that's hanging up and it's been there for years. And I, there's a reason why it's been there for years because it really speaks to me. It says, she knew that if she spoke the truth, the facts would change. Think about that. When we speak truth, when we speak truth to our hearts, the facts of our days change. And all too often, as I said, we can't see those facts. We can't see those truths. Even though we've heard all of them or grown up in the church, we need other people to help us see them. So I list, I want to, again, reiterate that this is a logical four-step process, kind of as I've presented here, but sometimes we go back and forth and we might get to say, you know, this obstacle part and realize that, wow, we need to really take a fresh look at at step one, where we are and Step two, where we want to go because things have drastically changed or, you know, maybe there's been some new insights that a client has had because of their experiences and they just said, you know what, I don't really, this isn't really exactly what the trajectory I want to be on. I want to shift things a little bit. So we go back to that and we say, okay, well, based on that and based on your values and based on your skills, what could that look like? And so we're, we're, we're honing and crafting it until it gets to where you are, where you need to be. So coaching 
can help clients focus on doing things differently. But more than anything, the main goal of coaching and the coaching journey is to help clients be different. It's a whole picture process. And I've alluded to this in some of the previous episodes I've done here on coaching because I want to reiterate that coaching is not just about here you go, let's solve this problem in, you know, a month or two with let's lose 20 pounds and then you're fine. No, we're going to approach the entire issue of, well, why do you keep losing 20 pounds and gaining it back? What's going on? Why is that really an issue? And that's what you need to come to coaching for, right? Because if you can just, you can go follow anything online or, or figure out anything. I really believe you can on your own. But the problem comes when you you have to understand the underlying issues and coaches know and they're trained to know how to ask the right questions to get to the root of what's going on. So that's the big picture. That's the macro process of how the coaching journey can work. So what does it look like session to session? What does that look like in the everyday session? Well, every session has a focus. So before each session, clients will send me a completed prep form, which the the prep form has things like, what have I accomplished since our last session? challenges I'm facing right now, what I want to focus on in today's session, and what I hope to gain at the end of our time together. And this is a, a roadmap for us. It really, really cuts down on the, the the amount of time we have to spend at the beginning going, well, how'd last week go? And what did you think? And well, what do you want to talk about this week? It's like, we know exactly, we're locked and loaded when we when we get on that call of, okay, this is what you worked on, and this is what you're struggling with, and here's what you want to get from this session so that we know what to work on. And we it, it helps us focus on on where a client wants to go and what her takeaway would be. And then speaking of takeaways, at the end of each session, we always spend the last five minutes or so determining based on what we discovered today, what the action step will be between now and the next session. So we talked about having an intention for the session, what you want to gain, what you want to do. And so at the end of it, it's like, okay, well, that's that's the whole goal. What, what do you want to do now that we have this? What do you want to do going forward? And um, this is important because creating this baby step of what the next step is going to be, this is really where the true work happens between sessions. Um, this, the work in a coaching relationship, obviously, it's like the locker room where we're, where we're talking together and we're, we're getting, you know, digging deep and finding out those answers and, and getting direction. But really, living it out and and making the changes happens out on the field, so to speak. So this is where we we make those, we set those goals. And before we meet again, here's what we're going to work on. Here's what your goals are. And then at the end of each session, I like to send clients a little wrap-up email with bullet points about the key issues that we addressed and the insights that we discovered and this week's action step. And I really, this is something extra that I do, but I really think it's important because it helps clients stay on track. Um, it helps them remember what we talked about and it helps them have a written copy of that week's goals. And so clients can also check in with me throughout the week within reason if they want to share a victory or if they have a quick question about something about the goal they're trying to work on that week. And so there's this clear communication back and forth. We are working together each week. And so, like I said, we repeat, we repeat that process every session and we work based on a month by month basis. So we would book three sessions in a month, typically, and we would book those sessions at the end of the previous month. We just book all three sessions and then we have that fourth week just as kind of a breathing room space. And I found that this helps clients kind of settle into all that we talked about and to, to have room to just kind of process and get ready for the next part. 
So it, it helps it not feel so constant and, 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 you know, just deliberate. But we map out those sessions before the next month so that there is, there's no question. It's in your calendar. It's taking priority. It's, it's, you know, this is something that you want to do. And so that's how the coaching journey works. We have this general framework to direct our time together, but of course we customize the process as we move along as based on God's leading and, and, you know, what a client's individual needs are, what you might need. And so after hearing this, if you're like, Alicia, I love this and I so need this in my life. This is exactly what I've been looking for and I want to move forward. So all you have to do is go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching and then fill out the application form there to get started. And then on this form, I'm going to ask you a few questions about your situation, kind of where you're at, and then this will help me determine if one-on-one coaching is the best fit for you right now. So again, go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching to get started. All right, so that's it for today's episode. But if you're left wondering, wait, 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 I still have more questions. I don't understand. I still like want to know this and this and this. Do not worry. We are going to be talking about frequently asked questions about coaching. And these are the things that I get asked over and over. And so I'm guessing they're probably the things that you're wondering. So you want to be sure to catch that next episode, which will be part four in our series on coaching, as we talk about the frequently asked questions about coaching. All right, friend, have a wonderful week. And again, if you're interested in coaching, fill out that application form and we will get started together there. All right, have a great week. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you were encouraged or inspired by what was shared today, I would love it if you could take two seconds and leave an honest review in iTunes. I love hearing from you and these reviews help others find the podcast. And of course, be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. Bye for now and I will see you back here next week.